Welcome to the Essay for FA's Asset Allocator podcast, a series that addresses issues of current interest to financial advisors, including ETFs, asset allocation, and the economy. I am your host, Gil Weinrich of Seeking Alpha, and today's topic is why would anybody buy international bonds with negative yields? We'll get to that in a moment. But first, this word on behalf of our sponsor. My question as to why anybody would buy negative yielding bonds is not rhetorical. My purpose in this podcast is to really understand that question. Then, since many advisors use bonds to balance client portfolios, we'll touch on the investment pros and cons. The global market for negative yielding bonds has reached epic proportions, currently around $12.5 trillion, encompassing a large swath of European and Japanese government bonds. U.S. Treasuries have so far avoided that fate. Now, investors have been buying negative yielding bonds for about five years already, so in a sense, we should already have an answer to our question. Large investors, including pension funds, and as is also well known, central banks, purchase these bonds. The central banks have made these purchases in an effort to keep yields low, to spur risk-taking in the economy. That, it seems to me, is an ongoing indictment of the strength of the global economy. Large pension funds or insurers need to cover long-term liabilities and thus have an urgent business need and even fiduciary duty to accept low yields to meet these future liabilities. At the individual retail level, negative yields are a much tougher sell which is why European banks have not been able to pass on the full brunt of negative yields to the bank customer, shrinking their profit margins and severely imperiling their business models. But for those large-scale investors buying these bonds, can their negative rates be anything but a bad deal? It can actually work out for these investors through sophisticated methods that are not appropriate for retail investors. To cite one of several possible methods, Investors can take advantage of different markets and different currencies to their favor by, say, lending dollars for yen through currency forward contracts. The investor would get the rate that Japanese borrowers in need of dollars are willing to pay while parking their money in a safe Japanese government bond, netting a yield that may exceed the rate that they could have earned on a 10-year U.S. Treasury. I'd leave this kind of currency trading to large hedge funds who understand how to perform them and who could absorb the large losses that come when their plans go awry. But would negative yields make sense for an ordinary investor? I admit that I feel no attraction to them. Having given the matter some thought, I could envision the following inducement from a strictly logical point of view. If you had a negative long-term forecast, say you think that bond yields are headed to negative 2%, then buying a bond at negative 1% could bring you principal gains as the yield falls. This all sounds weird, of course. The textbooks did not envision a negative yield bond market. So let's look at an analogous situation that might be easier to understand. You need to sell your home and move to a different area. Let's say one of your kids has severe asthma and you need to move to the desert. But the home market has started to tumble. Every week your home is filled with looky-loos, but you don't get a single offer because home buyers expect prices to continue to fall. So you lower the price from the home's estimated value of $500,000 all the way to $400,000. Your spouse thinks you're crazy that it should be no less than $450,000. But you realize that every time you lower the price, buyers will just wait for further price cuts. But by dropping the price so low, one or more optimists will actually make an offer, assuming prices would never actually fall that low. 
That, I think, might be similar to the thinking behind purchases of negative-yielding bonds. These investors need safety and liquidity, and they don't see prices realistically going positive again. It's just the new normal. But one thing that is not new is the nature of markets, which never cease to surprise. Beginning late last week, some European government bonds whose yields have long been negative have turned positive. Buoyed by U.S.-China trade deal optimism, stocks and sovereign bond yields have shot up, crushing bond prices. We will surely see some hedge funds and other speculators squeezed by this shift. So what does this mean for advisors facing the humdrum day-to-day concerns of clients who want bond exposure to cushion the volatility of their stocks? Most classic 60-40 stock bond balanced portfolios consist of U.S. bonds, not global bonds. I myself have long stated my preference for cash and gold over bonds, but for those using bonds, a case can still be made for foreign bonds, even with a negative yield, on condition that the portfolio be currency hedged. The reason is simple. Advisors generally use bonds for portfolio ballast to lower the portfolio's volatility. An unhedged portfolio will see sharp movements magnified by the relative position of the currencies involved, thus increasing volatility. Theoretically, return differences between hedged and unhedged portfolios should be canceled out over time, as each currency has its day. What's more, the negative yields of a euro-denominated bond may well be experienced as positive by a U.S. dollar-based investor. Basically, diversification in fixed income brings the same volatility-reducing benefit as in stocks, and international bond returns have tended to mimic U.S. bond returns. Still, I stand by my preference for cash and gold over the traditional advisory preference for bonds. Bonds are the most popular global investment, and a popularity that has brought yields to a zero or negative return level, for me, strengthens the case for a zero or negative returning cash or gold that also serve as effective portfolio hedges, albeit with greater flexibility. Thanks for listening. If you found this podcast useful, please consider passing it on to one other advisor. Also feel free to contact me at gill at seekingalpha.com if you have feedback or requests. This is Seeking Alpha's Gil Weinrich.